0: As we go. All
1: right. Here we go. All right. Welcome, everybody. <laughs> it's Monte Sokup. I'm the chair of the Affordable Housing Advisory Board, Lawrence, Kansas. Oh, shit. Yeah, just it's our amazing. November 13th meeting. Um, I'm going to have... Uh, Brad, are you ready to read the rules of engagement for the meeting?
0: We'll check with Leah and see if she's going to run
1: that. Or Leah or someone, whoever. over wants to do that. And then uh, what we'll do is we'll take roll And uh, move into the agenda after that. We'll have open open. Uh, public comment as well so. Leah do you have those. Uh? I do thank
2: okay. you Mister chair and good morning everyone. I have a few housekeeping items for this hybrid meeting. This meeting is being recorded and broadcast on the City's YouTube channel and cable channel 25. Please remember to mute yourself during the meeting when you are not speaking. The chat function for this public meeting is disabled. All chats will go directly to me. Unless you are participating during the meeting, please turn your video off. This allows the active meeting participants to be seen on the screen. You will still be able to hear the meeting. When you are participating, please turn your video on. If you have any trouble you can send me a chat. The city reserves the right to mute people or turn individual videos off to minimize distractions during the meeting and I will make a few notes on public comment. When the chair calls for public comment, individuals intending in person should approach the podium to indicate they wish to speak. The podium can be raised and lowered, and we encourage you to use this feature to ensure your comments are heard. Individuals participating via Zoom should use the raised hand function to indicate they wish to speak. Please leave your virtual hand raised until you are called on. Individuals will be called on in the order they appear on the meeting host screen. All comments will be limited to three minutes. Thank you, and now I'll turn the back meeting back over to Mr. Sokol.
1: All right, thank you, Leah. I am going to take the roll, and uh, when we have votes, we have, this will be the order we call uh, roll in on the vote. So, just keep that in mind. Karen Willie,
3: present.
1: Sarah Waters, present. Nicholas Ward, present. Phil Engelhart, Mark Bueller, here. Christina Gentry. She was her here. She Erica Zimmerman here. Dana Ortiz. Here. Shannon hourry. here Thomas Howe. Thomas is absent. Monty Sokup here that is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Eight. Ten members. So we have a quorum. Thank you. With that, we will move on to public comment. So at this point, uh. We have one written comment. I just draw your attention to the letter uh, supporting the East Heights Family uh, Housing Project uh, in there. Do we have anyone in the room or online that would like to speak in public comment? No one in the room. I see no hands on the screen. If somebody else sees a hand on the screen, please help me. I'm not the best at catching those. Uh, With that, I'm going to close public comment and we'll move on to approving the minutes. So I would accept a motion to approve the minutes from October 16th, 2023.
4: Sarah waters and move to approve the minutes from October 16th.
1: We have a motion. Anybody second second Bill Engelhart second. Any comments questions. A closed discussion and call roll. So we're voting to approve. Oh, do we have a question? Oh, no, okay. We're uh, voting to approve the minutes as written. Karen Willey. Approve. Sarah Waters. Approve. Nicholas Ward. Approve. Phil Englehart. Approve. Mark Bueller.
5: Can I approve them if I wasn't here?
1: Yes. Yes. Approved. Christina Gentry. Approve. Erica Zimmerman. Approve. Dana Ortiz. Approved. Shannon Aury.
6: Approved.
1: Monty Soca. approved. Motion passes 10-0. Okay, we're going to move on to the next part of our agenda, uh, which are regular agenda items. And uh, I'm just going to give you a little bit of, we're going to spend, I don't know, 10 to 15 minutes on these like six items, and we're going to spend the majority of the meeting on our decision-making process. Okay. Uh, I think most of this is reporting by Leah. Certainly, if there are questions, feel free to ask questions, but we're gonna try to keep this moving so we have plenty of time to just do our hard work today. All right, number one, receive staff update on Ahab membership. Hi, this
2: is Leah Roslin, affordable housing administrator. Just wanted to let the board know that Trent Santee Um, Our rep with the Home Builders Association did submit his resignation and um, so at this time we have two open seats. We have the member at large seat open and the home builders rep seat open and the city manager's office and mayor is aware and um, we're just awaiting on those new appointments.
1: So I would just add to that if anybody has nominees that they think would be good candidates to serve on this committee. Get those to Leah. Uh, she'll get them onto the city manager's office uh, for consideration. Um, so, okay. Any other questions? Um, on oh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah,
3: This is Shannon Allery with the housing authority and my term expires at the end of December. And so, um, and, um, so we'll have a different appointee and I, Leah, if you will get back to us, how you want us to submit who we are recommending. I believe the same thing is for family promise of Lawrence Leah. Thank
2: you both. I will circle back to you. Okay. Great. Thank you.
1: All right. Any other questions on that? Next item: Receive staff update on affordable housing sales taxes collected. This was requested uh, in our previous meeting. Somebody wanted to get an update on exactly where we are on collection. So, uh, Leah.
2: This is Leah Roslin, affordable housing administrator. In twenty twenty three um, to date, we have collected eight hundred seventy one thousand two hundred three dollars in affordable housing sales tax. And um, I did link on the agenda to um, a public-facing web page where the sales tax should be um, being reported. It looks like that's not um, bringing in the total amount of funds. Um, So the number I got was from our city finance department and included affordable housing sales tax and affordable housing use tax. So the differentiation being sales tax collected, I believe, like in Lawrence, um, here locally in person, and then online sales tax collected is um, added to that for the total that I provided. Any questions about that?
0: I have a quick question, Leah. Phil Engelhart, uh, is that does that basically represent the the collect the yield through August or something like that? August or September? I know there's some sort of lag involved, and I, I just I don't know if you know the answer. It's not critical, but I was just curious.
2: I believe it's through September. Um, but my colleagues in the room, please correct me if I'm misunderstanding. It is. That is my understanding.
7: I'm also not a expert on taxes, but I believe it is about a 45 to 60 day lag, typically in the way that it reports, but I, that may be specific to certain taxes. I don't know off the top of my head. Okay,
0: yeah. so, so, but we're basically, we're at 871 and so roughly three quarters of the way through the year, so. At at that rate, we'd be 1.1 or whatever. Right
1: around, right around. Okay.
0: That's all I was trying to get at. Thank you.
1: Yeah. As I recall, those run about two months behind because there's a state process that that money goes to state and then comes back to us. And it's generally about two months.
2: And we are on track to meet projected sales tax revenue.
1: Okay. Okay. Item three, receive, unless there's any other questions, I don't want to. You can speak up, because I'm going to keep this moving here. Uh, receive request for City of Lawrence utility payment plan recommendation. Um, Leah, were you going to cover this as well, or do I need to pick that up?
2: Um, this is Leah Roseland, Affordable Housing Administrator. Wanted want to just give some short context and then hand it over to my colleague, Gabby Sprague. Um, so the Ahab, the um, housing stabilization collaborative Um, has requested that the Affordable Housing um, Advisory Board um, sign on, submit um, a letter of support for a utility payment plan program that they are recommending to the City of Lawrence. Um, to just give some uh, framework for this discussion and moving forward, the a template letter is attached for the AHAB's review and consideration and edits. This month, Gabby is going to provide a short overview of the program recommend- that's being recommended um, and what is being asked uh, for consideration of the AHAB. Um, AHAB members can um, give any questions to Gabby at this time, have a very short discussion, and then, uh, but no action is needed at this time. We'll pick it up again in the December meeting for further discussion, consideration, and action on this item. So I'll turn it over to Gabby. Good morning, board
8: members. Um, Yeah, my name is Gabby Sprague. I'm the Housing and Human Services Program Manager for Douglas County, Kansas government. Um, I don't have a whole lot to add. Uh, Back in July, the HSC, which consists of over 15 local agencies, got together and thought about additional ways that we could support households. And one of those ways that came up was uh, suggesting that the city establish a utility payment plan plan um and that's something that we wanted to approach the city commission about and we thought that the Ahab, given its goals would have an interest in doing that uh the kind of the thinking behind that is there's only so much rent utility assistance money to go around this might alleviate some of those pressures there in addition some of the money that goes to city of lawrence bills actually comes from or has been coming from the affordable housing advisory board um so it's kind of like a circular thing where the city is like through the AHAB paying itself. Um, so maybe this would alleviate some of that. Um, we I did have a little bit of a back and forth with Monty about specifics of the program over email. I had the Douglas County Management Analyst, Jake Broadbent, reach out to a couple municipalities to ask about specifics, including Independence, Missouri, Austin, Texas, and Garden City, Kansas. They weren't very forthcoming with information, though. I think it would be appropriate for the City Commission to direct a finance Management management analysts of the city to look into specifics if this was something they wanted to approach. Um, I would do want to say like in addition to everything I've said, this is important. We've had 1,100 shutoffs in the city of Lawrence from January to July just for water. Um, so I I would really appreciate that you have consider uh, doing a letter of support for this to the city commission. Uh, but that's about all I have. But I can answer any questions any of you have.
1: Thank you, Gabby. I probably asked way too many questions, Gabby, about this. But basically, this comes down to the city creating a payment plan process so people can spread out their payments. They're really not asking for any additional money. They're not credits. They're just giving a way to even out their payments so they can make payments over time. Uh, So um, because I had 100 questions. (laughs) uh, So anyway, it looked. There's some other cities that do it around us. It looks pretty simple, and I think, if I'm not mistaken, the utility department is is not pushing back on this. They're willing to take a look at this. So, anyway, it's just a matter of coming up with a formal letter that this board could support. I think gas and electric
5: open. companies do the same thing. Yeah, go ahead, Gabby.
8: I did want to provide a little context. I've been speaking with Christy Webb, the utility billing manager over at the city, and um, it does seem like capacity is an issue to do this sort of thing. Um, So it may take some uh, it may take some money to actually do this um, with staffing issues. Um, So I do want to be forthcoming about that. Okay.
1: All right. Perfect.
4: This is Sarah Waters. So this is equivalent of like a budget bill.
1: Yes. Got it. Like a level pay, something like that.
4: Understood. Thank you.
1: Yeah. Okay. Any other questions on that? All right. Great. Thank you, Gabby. Uh, Let me see. Number four, nominations for 2024 Affordable Housing Advisory Board Chair and Vice Chair. Uh, There's no action today, but just want people to think about if you would want to serve as chair, or serve as co-chair uh, or if you would like to nominate someone we're going to be doing nominations at our next meeting at our next meeting. Um, so uh, just be thinking about that Did I is that sufficient Leah for what that agenda item was for.
2: <coughs> this is the Arizona affordable housing administrator yeah although I would go I would suggest that perhaps if anybody would like to go ahead and nominate like verbally nominate. A member or self nominate the that be provided at this time so that members can have some consideration until action is needed at the next meeting. Um, and then if yeah. <laughs> Otherwise that's sufficient for this meeting. OK.
1: okay. Any comments.
5: Would you to enjoy serving again. <laughs>
1: I would serve again. I would tell you that next year, at the end of the year, um, I'm off, my term is up. So next December, my term is up. So, but I'm ha- I would be happy to serve if no, but I'm also happy to step aside if someone else would like to serve as
5: chair.
4: And I have capacity to be vice chair. So okay. I just, my commitments though, wouldn't allow me anything additional beyond that and so but also happy for somebody else to have that opportunity especially working with monty
1: but oh how swell
9: (laughs) i haven't spoken with anyone before this about it but i would um certainly entertain nicholas ward for a um leadership position if he were interested
1: all right Okay, anything else? Anybody else? All right, we're gonna close that item. What make, I guess, official nominations next month? Uh, Let me see here, item five, review and discuss affordable housing trust fund 2023 Q4 reports. Uh, Leah, I'm gonna turn that over to you. There was a very nice written report about the projects. I don't know that we need to go over that, unless anybody has specific questions.
2: Oh, this is Leah Roslin, affordable housing administrator. The um, reports are attached to the agenda. I'm happy to pull up my screen, and share screen, if um, anyone would like um, or take any questions.
1: No questions? Oh, Karen's got her hand up.
3: Um, I would
9: be curious to see what the total amount that uh, was allocated from AHAB funds for each of the projects when the reports come up again. I mean, no need to redo this at all, but um, because, you know, for some of us that are newer board members, it would be exciting to see kind of not just what's been spent, but how much of that is available from AHAB.
1: Okay. I'm sure we can do that.
2: This is Leah Roseland, Affordable Housing Administrator, so just to make sure I'm um, understanding. So moving forward, Karen, um, you are requesting for just an additional line with their total allocation. Is that correct? Yeah, I think it'd be nice to know
3: what level we're supporting them
2: at. Okay, we will do. And this might be um, a future agenda item, but currently in terms of what they're reporting on quarterly, they don't report on um, how much has been spent towards the project, they report on progress. And so if the AHOP would like to see in the future um, how much f- funds are being spent down quarterly, we can add that to the 2024 report template.
1: Yeah. Uh, Karen, I, mean, I wanna talk to that a little bit. And tell me if I get to where you want to go, I would like what I would think I would want to see is what funding was allocated and then how much of that funding total to date as of the report date had been sent to them from the city or how much had come out of the trust fund from this in in relation to how much was awarded how much is does that get where you want to go Karen.
2: Yes, that would be excellent. This is Leah Roseland, Affordable Housing Administrator. So, just to clarify, um, the the payments are made in one lump lump sum, okay. and so um, so all the payments from 2023 have been fully allocated and dispersed.
1: Okay. So, on the like, I'm looking at this DCCA one. It says DCCA has not requested payment. So. Of their amount, whatever we allocated to them, we've paid nothing. And when we do make that payment, we'll make the whole payment. Boom. And it'll be done. Okay. That's correct. Okay. All right. Anything else on that? Okay. They're on to item six receive staff recommendation. Mr. Chair? Oh, go ahead.
2: I apologize to interrupt, but I did just want to make a note
1: that uh, Thomas Howell has joined us. Oh. Hey, Thomas. Thanks for joining us.
7: Good morning, everybody. I'm sorry I can't be there in person.
1: We're glad to have you however we get you, Thomas. (laughs) Okay. Um, Item six. Uh, Receive staff recommendation to cancel the January 2024 AHAB meeting. Um after our allocation last year we canceled our january meeting as well Uh, we just didn't have a lot of business to cover i gave you a little bit of a break from the holiday so i would accept a motion to cancel the january 24 2024 meeting so moved tom is that you thomas Mm -hmm. yes okay so thomas moved do i have a second? second second All right. We've got a second. Okay. Any uh, discussion? Seeing none, I'm gonna call the roll. This would be to cancel a motion to cancel the January meeting. Karen. Approve. Sarah. Approve. Nicholas. Approve. Philip. Approve. Mark. Approved. Christina.
3: Approve.
1: Erica. Approve. Dana
3: approved shannon approved
1: thomas yes monty yes motion passes 12-0 thank you you'll get a break in january um on to item seven i didn't quite make it in 15 22. (laughs) not too bad though uh discuss and come to decision on 2024 affordable housing trust fund recommendations to the city commission. Now, I believe at this point we have some people that will need to recuse themselves uh, that are involved in projects. If you would, uh, if you would just announce that just for the record, I'd appreciate it. (coughs)
3: This is Shana Nowry with the housing authority. I recuse myself. Dana Ortiz of Family Promise of Lawrence. I recuse myself. And
9: Willie Douglas County
4: Commissioner, I also recuse, recuse myself. Nicholas Ward, tenants to homeowners, I recuse myself. And then Monty, do I need to exit the room for this process based on that?
1: Um. I,
7: I yes. Any so. any members recusing would need to leave the room.
1: Okay. <laughs> they would need to leave the room. Am I able to
5: just be out there? Or should yeah. I? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Cool. Is that all the recusals? I I have a substantial interest conflict that I have filed with uh, the county clerk. I have a substantial interest conflict with Burton Ash. I've also learned I have a couple of choices, and that is to vote on nothing, or to participate, I guess by law, Declaring the substantial interest allows you to participate. I have chosen to participate, not necessarily for the benefit of Burton Nash, but for the benefit of the other projects. Um, this, isn't a, this isn't a planning issue where you just recuse yourself and leave the room. This is, a, this is kind of a collective um, decision about several projects, so it's to me it's a hybrid, it's weird. I don't like doing this. I also believe that if I left the room, we probably wouldn't have a quorum. So, I'm somewhat conflicted, um, but I'm going to participate. It's a very weird situation. about
7: your uh, whether or not you are able to participate come where does that generated from mark
5: in other words why do I think I can participate Uh, tonight did did you hear me
7: I think you and I have had that conversation but the question really is who makes that decision at this point Lee
2: This is Leah Rosen, affordable housing administrator. In terms of approving Mark's participation with the substantial interest, we consulted with um, the deputy city attorney, Randy Larkin. Does that answer your question, Thomas?
7: yes but my question really is is it okay for him to stay i i, I value oh. an amazing i mean i really value mark's uh, perspective and his input and so i just want to make sure that we are following protocol yes
2: so. yes thank you randy advised that if mark um would like to participate um that he could file the statement of um, substantial interest and that that would clear him to be able to do so and participate
5: and vote all right. Thank you. Well, one, w- more one, more, one more comment. comment on all this. All
6: that. Yeah.
5: So,
1: like this. Yeah. Just leave. It. He'll take care of this.
5: Oh, okay.
1: I'm sorry. That's okay.
5: Uh, <laughs> no one noticed. <laughs> yeah. Um. 12:31 of this year, um, my employment arrangement with my company changes and I will no longer have substantial interest conflicts with anybody <laughs> that I know of that has made requests in the past or I don't know about the future, but um, anyway, I'll still be at CEK, but my employment arrangement changes and um, the conflicts will evaporate.
1: Thank you, Mark, for kind of sharing that and letting us know where that's going. Okay, with that, we are ready to talk about the projects. I would say that um, I'm looking for which one it is. Oh. Um,
4: Florida, is it?
8: Florida?
1: No, it's not Florida. Mm-hmm. Leah, which one? uh, So we had one of the projects uh, pull. And I'm looking on the list here, and I'm like, for whatever reason, I'm not seeing which one it is. It's not on the current list. It's not on the the, list. Okay. That's that's the prime company's. Oh, the prime company, company, yeah. So the prime company (laughs) uh, pulled their application. They they had some issues with acquiring the site and, and getting it zoned correctly and whatever so they pulled their application so they're no longer part of the application process i think we talked about that last time maybe Um, so leah i think if we could pull up the kind of summary sheet that'd be a place to start Um, i guess i would look to the people in the room and on zoom if there's a specific way, if we want to talk about each one of these projects or if you want to go straight to the average recommendation and start uh, whittling away at that and talking about the benefits and... and. Uh...
7: Monty? Yeah, go ahead. Sure, uh, I'm sorry, Thomas Howe, um, Lawrence Gordon, Realtors Representative. I'd like to suggest that there's a number of these projects which are of lower amount, which were uh, seemingly everybody voted the same way on them, and so perhaps we could take care of the the uh, low hanging fruit first.
1: Okay. That's a possibility.
0: I'm, however, you all want to go.
1: Would would that be so, Leah? Would could you pull up the the summary sheet that has the yeah. projects and the shade so that we're looking at that? And then we'll go back to these. Uh,
2: I believe it is. This is Leah Roslin, affordable housing administrator. I believe I'm sharing screen with that. Is everybody able to see that? You want the spreadsheet?
0: I want you the want
1: spreadsheet, spreadsheet is what I'm looking
2: for. Oh, the spreadsheet. The oh, oh, okay, I apologize. The
1: medians and all that stuff. That's what I'm looking for.
2: Okay. Sorry. I'll
1: bring that up That's
2: right unclear. now. Oh. There you go. Um, Mr. Chair, if I may, uh, just a couple of notes as we get into this. As Lee was one affordable housing administrator, a couple notes to the board. Um, I did add, since publishing the agenda, the chair and I met and um, took a moment to review the spreadsheet and um, was requested that we add an average column as well so that you could see how the average um, recommendation compares to the median. Um, And then and the other note is that I do have the individual board member recommendations and scores and columns that are hidden. If any member of the board would like me to expand those cells so that folks can see how individual members scored or um, recommended funds, I'm happy to do so. Otherwise I'll keep them hidden. And then as we move along, I will just insert recommendations here. Um, this column will calculate what is being recommended. Again, Um, WHAT WAS REQUESTED AND THEN YOU CAN SEE AT THE BOTTOM OF THE SCREEN HOW MUCH uh, FUNDS ARE REMAINING AVAILABLE TO ALLOCATE.
5: OKAY.
4: THIS IS SARAH WATERS. I THINK AS A STARTING POINT TO COME BACK TO WHAT THOMAS SAID, I I MEAN I THINK INDEPENDENCE INC AS WELL AS um, THE HOUSING AUTHORITY ABSOLUTELY SHOULD BE FULLY FUNDED. So I was just throwing it out there okay. i think the work of the um collaborative is also critical it's a huge amount of money though and so i don't see it as small um but i think we could go ahead and move it forward at this point um knowing that we've got some huge asks mm-hmm. from other projects mm-hmm. that i think are extremely critical as well so those were the three i see on that table Um just to name them specifically. And maybe we carve out a little bit from the collaborative, but again, they're weightless. Everything that they're doing is I mean it's
10: it's critical work in the community.
7: As a start, I'd like to propose that I'd like to make a motion that uh, number seven independence Inc., uh their accessibility modification program as well as the Lawrence Douglas County Housing Authority's housing vouchers be awarded the 75,000 and the 50,000 as uh, recommended there. That would be a motion on my part.
5: Second that.
1: Uh, okay, we have a motion in a second. Um, any. Discussion on that. We've never. I'm um,
9: so. so this emotions. is. I'm just going <laughs> to. Hello, I'm sorry, Nancy. Go ahead. Go ahead, um, Right. So, if we're we're, we're pushing forward some um, ones we we see want to be fully funded, I want to also include the Housing Stabilization Collaborative, Douglas County, into that as well i feel like uh, there has been an understanding of how the rental assistance is uh, absolutely necessary and uh, they should i feel um, continue to be fully funded as long as they're putting in an application i don't feel as though um, it's not something that's needed and there was full like discussion of continued discussion throughout the year about rental assistance and the increase of what that looks like for folks uh, receiving those benefits um, both from um, the Housing Authority and also from um, uh, places like where uh, Kyle Vett was talking to about uh, the services they provide through Ballard Center. Uh, so I'd like to toss that one in as well if we're making a motion to fully fund some of the applicants.
7: So, Christina, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, however, my, my, my motion has to do with the ones which did not have conversation or did not have discussion to follow and I think that we probably do need to discuss The housing stabilization whether or not it be fully funded just because you know within that average it is It's 10% or a little bit more below what the request was for so I'm not saying that I would object to that However for my motion. It's just to move forward with the two which had the the medians which were at their ask
1: Okay, so where we are. Procedurally is we have a motion and a second on the floor. We could discuss that. That's to fully fund. Independence Inc. and Lawrence Douglas County Housing Authority. As requested. Uh, What I probably we need to do procedurally is vote on that and then we can move on to the next. My preference personally. Well let's vote on that and then we'll. Move on. So. Unless there's more discussion on those two, I'm gonna, we're gonna call the roll. Okay. Okay, and then we'll move on. Okay. Sarah Waters. Yes. Phil Engelhart. Yes. Mark Bueller. Yes. Christina Gentry.
9: Vote oh,
1: yes. Erica Zimmerman. Yes. Thomas Howe. Yes. Monty Soka. yes. Motion passes seven zero. So those two are done now we can move on my preference would probably be to fill out the entire thing so we know how the thing balances because there will be a little movement back and forth based on different arguments mm-hmm. it's nice that we're in agreement on these two but I'm not sure on the rest we're going to be in agreement and I would hate to vote on one at a time or two at a time and uh, you know eliminate opportunity to have discussion. so with that I will open it up sounds like maybe Housing Authority might be a good place to start.
5: I think great. I think so. Hey, Jesse.
1: So we've heard a couple of people. Last year, I'm going to jive in there. That last year, they were funded at three hundred and fifty thousand dollars, which was above their request. Uh, I might suggest that we fund them at four hundred. Okay. My and my reason is it's important. I'm not. All of these are important. It does not create permanent or long term temporary housing. I'm not saying we don't need to help people because we do. But this fund primarily purpose was to create affordable housing. Uh, and this is a great program. I'm not anything right. against the program. Right. <laughs> I, I get concerned. We keep creeping and creeping and creeping, and these, you know, um, we generate a million dollars a year. That's what our, we have a three million this year, but we create a million a year in funding. And you're gonna, if you spend half of it on temporary stabilization, mm-hmm. one or two months for many people, um, I just don't think that's the right direction for this. What this thing is, and that's my where I sit.
0: Uh, th- this Phil heart and and i've a, i've asked this question since this is my first year on the board i've asked it and i know you all have discussed it ad nauseum but but perhaps in february or march or something like that we can come to some consensus view whether it requires input from city administration or whatever about what how big the buckets are going to be i i, I don't I know it's difficult, and and I know you all have discussed it, but I, I wasn't there during those discussions, and and I I sure would feel better if we knew going into it that it was two thirds this and one third that. Uh, I, I know you guys have discussed it, but maybe like in February or March of next year we can bring it back up again. That's all I would say. Okay. Mr. Chairman.
5: um I don't have uh, this is my obviously first year as well Um, and I agree that it doesn't it doesn't put units on the ground Um, I think the appetite for this project is insatiable meaning they could use a million a year Mm -hmm. and my opinion about awarding this limit this amount would be different if we had a million and I think we have three million because over time, and I'll stand corrected, over time we funded some projects that didn't get funded, that didn't get completed. Mm -hmm. So we have a little bit of a surplus, and we run the risk with some of the other ones we're gonna talk about that, although we'd like them to happen, they won't because of factors outside our control. But, and I don't have, I didn't, wasn't a part of overfunding them last year, but my attitude about about the need if we had a million dollars i'd have a different attitude but we have three and i would support fully funding their request um at this level knowing all the reasons why why this conflicts with putting units on the ground so it's just my opinion
0: Mm
9: this is christina gentry um uh mark bueller i think we agree on this at this point um i want to also speak on the survey demographics um i feel like the housing stabilization collaborative does a lot of the data work that we would like to have done it does a collection Um, It's in time, in real time, and these supports, uh, though we understand they're not putting units on the ground, they're keeping people housed and they're keeping utility costs and the things that we know that are barriers uh, to eliminate some of that uh, discussion that goes into a household where it says, well, we can't afford to keep our lights on or keep food in the house. So what we're doing, in essence, I feel, is eliminating there to be more houses individuals, houses families, because we're providing supports they need to stay housed. Um, There also was some talk about an eviction diversion coordinator. So I think the Housing Stabilization Collaborative is doing that work that we need done, collecting the data that we need to have is is understanding who is in special needs or who has these needs. They also do an absolutely fantastic job in completing the application as far as what we're wanting to do as far as racial equity work Um, We don't have anybody currently serving and supporting that data for us. And in our small subgroups, we've been trying to work group into what our goals look like for AHAB, one of them being to um, provide and and to increase racial equity in housing opportunities. I think moving with continuing to support the housing collaborative or stabilization collaborative is helping us do our work um, and our due diligence to hold tight to some of the goals that we have created for ourselves in AHAB. So the strategies we're in, Um, I feel are in alignment with our process and to fund them at capacity, I think would be the best uh, recommendation I could give uh, to continue that work that we're not always able to do in our smaller work groups, but also just for the continuation of the city supports that we know are definitely needed to keep people housed.
0: This this Phil Englehart and, and, and I don't disagree with anything you're saying and but if if you look down the road to reauthorization of the sales tax increment can't if if we're going to fund the the stabilization collaborative at at these levels then when the marketing pitch comes out for this is why we need to you know reauthorize the sales tax increment then then we better be in a position to to make in short snappy sentences what this accomplishment is not not in not in long things that 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 have all the details of what they've done but i don't even know if i'm making sense but but i'm just trying to look, look ahead because I think many people in the community who are, who are outside of, of these going-ons, you know, d- don't have the perception of AHAB as a, a support a- agency, but rather one that puts units on the ground. So, again, I'm not opposed to the request, and, and I understand w- where you all are coming from, and, and I'm good with it. But, but I do think that that we need to be thinking ahead in that respect, and I'll shut up. Thank you.
5: Well, my pitch would be that we are preventing the list of need from growing. That would be my pitch. Yeah. I, and I, under,
0: I understand it. Yeah, I mean uh, as, lo- as long as we can do it. I'm I'm Yeah. All you know. right.
1: All right, I'm going to make just a suggestion and then we'll see where this I'm going to suggest we put it on at 4:50. Talk about some of these other things, come back and reevaluate. Not as a final number, but it earned it on at four fifty. Let's get a placeholder mm-hmm. and then let's talk about some of these others and maybe there's another hundred thousand dollars to put at it and maybe there's not. I don't know. Let people will argue over that. Sure. Does that sound yeah. like a reasonable way to move forward? Yeah. At least. I'm good with it. Okay let's just move up the list seems to be the thing to do Ninth um, Street Missionary Baptist Church project uh, the request is 850 our average is around 530 medians 425
7: so if I might discuss this just a little bit here, this one gives me a little heartburn because essentially we are being asked uh to to, to cover the, the lion's share of this cost not an awful lot of leverage going into this six units being developed out of it uh it, it just i i have some challenges with this one mm-hmm. and I, I i understand the need i understand uh the value of having that partnership but uh I, i'd like to see some more skin in the game
10: I feel similar to Thomas Howell. I um, I like this project in that it's innovative and different. It's coming from a different contractor and development team than that we've seen before. And um, I feel like it should be funded, but I don't know at 100% I would be comfortable with.
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: um- I'm not comfortable with either of those numbers there, the average or the median. Either it's lower or it's much higher because when you you look at that project and it's two units and four units, uh, and if you're gonna, as Thomas said, if you're gonna carry the lion's share of the water, uh, you can't do four units at four and a quarter or probably even 531. And I think you can do two units at at something considerably less than five thirty-one or four and a quarter, given that you are given that they already own the property. That, that, that's that's my my perspective. Uh, yeah. Is that those two numbers are right in the middle of two units and four units, and and it doesn't it, 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 scale-wise, it, it it does it doesn't line up from from my perspective.
5: Mm-hmm. Yeah i mean
0: did did anybody
5: learn anything at the application at the presentation that without these funds it could be built anyway i i don't recall that no i didn't i think
1: uh i didn't hear that as i recall it was scalable they could do the two unit thing or the four unit thing but not really anything in between so i and i kind of agree with a lot of what's been said and i kind of broke this down and i said It's about $140,000 per unit that they're seeking if you divide it up by six. If we did two units, it'd be about $280,000. This is a first time project for this group. Two units might be a good way to start, you know. Uh, Taking on six might be a lot for this group. Is is, um, the, is the two detached or is it making two and four? Fourplex? It's a two-unit and a four-unit complex. Uh,
5: okay, and there so was an naturally fourplex, broke up. right? An existing fourplex on their site. They own that, I believe. I don't recall. You don't. Okay, but but if we funded two, there'd be a duplex somewhere, right? Is that our thinking?
0: my understanding is that there are two new structures okay a two-plex a duplex and, and a, a fourplex. fourplex. okay
5: then i'm i'm cogging with you that's there
1: the way yeah. I, that's the way I that's re- the way i looked
5: at it
7: mr. Yeah. mr chair
1: yeah go ahead
7: i might suggest that, that to try to put in a unit of 280 thousand dollars is, is a big challenge construction costs and I, i'm sorry that our our home builders association member is not here with us today because I just I think that even they own the ground it doesn't matter it's going to be a challenge
1: well that is the subsidy that's not the entire budget that's the subsidy they were asking for was 140 per unit so you believe I'm not saying that's the total construction cost. somewhere no
0: you in, believe there's, there's
1: some in their there. proposal there's some <laughs> donations
0: and whatnot and, elsewhere and Thomas when 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 you look at those numbers Part of those, you know, if you do it on a square foot basis, part of it is is land cost, and the organization, the that. the equity capital that they're putting in is 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 that they already own the property. Uh, and and I don't, I mean, I looked at the floor plans and, and, and all like that. They're they're not particularly large units, and and if you already own the property, I mean, ballpark wise, I, I mean. 170K or something per unit ought to do it, I think. I mean, Mm -hmm. uh, and I'll I'll shut up, but I made my points, I'm sorry. Yeah, I guess I'll throw out a recommendation
1: at 280 as, again, a number to put in there as we kind of fill these out to see where we are and then we haggle over where we end up. Mm I like the project. Thank you. This is an organization that has been in our community for a long time and has done some incredible work. And this is kind of their first foray into building units. Uh, My book, they're worth a shot. Mm -hmm. Not an $850,000 shot, but they're worth a shot. Uh, And I think they'll do great work, so. Uh, Floret Hill. I didn't mean to cut anybody off, but I'm just going to try to get us worked through here. That's great. Uh, Florette Hill, uh, new development. Had a request at 1.6. Kind of our average was basically right around a million. I like this project. There's uh, obviously the city's invested some in the property that was given that given land has uh, some pretty significant clawback features where the value of the land will not be lost if, if this project sells 30 years from now after the tax credit period, the value
5: of that land will come back. Are, uh, are you comfortable with the off-site that they're kind of hoping that something will come? And are you... I, I don't want to get in the middle of their deal with right. my fingers, but I would like that to get developed as a supportive like interest. Right, but they don't lose the ground in the deal. Right,
1: Um, based on conversations I'm comfortable, I don't know that that is papered Uh at this point. Uh, So I think that needs could be a asterisk on the gift that that, you know, that land needs to, you know, ultimately benefit the project and not be a for-profit entity for the developer. You're talking if, about the commercial. The property? commercial property. Yeah. Okay. The, the parcel. The value is. of that, either whether that's the rent or the whatever, or um, that that needs to somehow value the afford or come to the affordability because that's how it was. The land was acquired.
5: Well, one more comment, as as I've seen you, as I've watched you think about budgeting all this money, which mm-hmm. I appreciate your experience. You think they could do it if they got 800 <laughs> I mean yeah I think it, most of these
1: projects again uh, in this case they own the land so if you if they had 800 uh, it would probably get done would it be a few less units or would it be scaled somehow probably okay that's. I think so, that's fairly typical of most of those projects, unless you're like building a single house, right? And then it's hard to scale. It's kind like of the, <laughs> kinda like kind of like making the whole thing smaller,
5: kind of like the Ninth Street Baptist. But um, well, that's just a thought. Yeah.
4: This is Sarah Waters. I, I would just like to advocate strongly for this project, also with the almost the highest score. I mean, mm-hmm. it depends on if you're looking to average or median here, mm-hmm. and really, I think meets everything we're looking for. And so I. At, I think we're going to have to make some tough decisions here. Um, and I w- I'm not currently a fan of giving partial to some. right And it's you know half, half and half. I think there's an incredible struggle. I think the cost of construction, as we heard in the proposals is out of control, and so I worry about doing a half here. I, w- I would go at least a million to floor it, frankly.. Um, Especially knowing that there is the, in today's agenda about the commercial property, that will go back to the project, or I think that's how it's stated. So hopefully they can get a revenue stream there from a commercial property.
1: That's how I'm looking at that. So are you recommending a million dollars? I, I, would, in I the- would
4: recommend a million on this one. Mark said half, and I just feel like it should be, I guess I only gave 200,000 more. There. I got you. So and I mean, just- I, even higher potentially, but there's just outstanding projects here we still need to talk about. Yeah.
5: It's hard to take care of all the kids.
4: It is. Right? So it is. knowing next year, we're not going to have right. anywhere, anywhere, anywhere near any this money,
1: money. Yeah.
5: yeah.
4: asking somebody to come back next year is going to be really hard, and I think some of them are going to need to.
5: Good point. Well that, Is that a recommendation?
4: I'm still, I'm at a million if we were going to plug yeah. a number in right, right now as something, mm-hmm. if not higher. But I don't know that higher makes sense right now.
5: I'd second that. So,
4: And it's just a wreck. We're not doing the motion or anything yet.
5: Right.
1: All right, we okay on that one for now? Want we'll to move on to, okay.
0: Just just one one mm-hmm. further clarification. Before any, it sounds like like you all release money in, in lump sums, but all, all the, the language relative to that commercial parcel, that'll all be squared away and tight and... Yeah, so these guys essentially
1: sign a development agreement with the city right. that has the funding, how the funding's coming, what they have to deliver, so there is a yeah okay it's it's papered fairly well okay Flint Hills Holdings LLC Uh, New Hampshire Street Lofts and we have an applicant here if if you uh, if there are questions for the applicant we can certainly uh, engage them so
5: well looking at the average and the medium median Um, I wanted to fully fund that I know the reasons the costs are up is because the costs are up and the world the costs are up Um, but I think this is a project that can happen should happen and I'd like to see it happen so I would I would lobby for a higher limit than what we have averaged and median so but I don't know where everybody else was on that yeah
7: What number would you plug in there? What what would your
5: three hundred? See- totally, let's
4: get it across the finish line. It's basically what you're saying. Yeah,
5: let's let's go.
4: <laughs> and so again, I, I like so what I said about Florida with the scores, but on this one, I do think it should be funded. And so I thought a minimum of two hundred, if not the full, as Mark is recommending, just to get it get it get it done. Yeah. Um, Because it was an outstanding project, and we've heard about it before, and we need it to get built
1: so that people can get moved in. We previously I wouldn't
7: disagree that we plug in the three hundred thousand, and then if we need to come back, we can. But let's just see what that looks like.
1: (coughs) Okay. Uh, East Hills or Flint Hills Holdings, East Heights Family Housing. So the average was 787 with the median
4: 900. So Mr. Chair, this is Sarah Waters. You mm-hmm. know I like doing this too. I wonder if on scores, we need to talk about Burton Nash first or, or together. Because I, I mean, there's $829,000 remaining mm-hmm. and 1.7 million in request there. Um, and I, the, I, so cause the Burt Nash was my, almost my top mm-hmm. in terms of right. getting that going. And so I'm worried about not funding that yeah. close yeah. to the full amount, frankly. Um, mm-hmm. and so there's throwing that out there, or we can just talk specifically about Flint Hills. Um, yeah. your East Heights, sorry, the East Heights project.
1: So I, yeah.
4: I just throw it out there,
1: however you want Right, to no, I certainly understand. I think we're gonna have to come back and revisit most of these at some point. Uh, for the East Heights, um, there's some things I really love about this project. Mm-hmm. And then there's some things I really don't love <laughs> about this project. Um, I'm struggling personally with essentially funding the purchase of the ground that then ultimately benefits the developer. To be sold at the, at the end of a project,
8: mm-hmm.
1: we so it's not permanent, and we're essentially buying the ground to per, to buy thirty years of we're we're spending a million dollars basically for what we're asked to do, to get thirty years of affordability the protection. Honestly, this yeah of protection. So and if we're okay with that, that's okay. I struggle with that. I would rather see this somehow so, so that the value. Of, I'm not saying not funded. I'm saying I would like to see it somehow kind of like we did with Floret Hills where we said, look, that development ground has to benefit the project. I'm gonna say this land, if we're buying the land, it has to benefit the project. So at the end of the 30 years, we have some kind of ROFO or something that allows us to get that value back at the end. If the, If the developer cashes out, sells the property, we get that money back to spend at that point or the value of that ground back somehow or have a right to get it. That's what would make me would push me over the top on this project, um, but there's other things about it that I just are fantastic. Yeah. You know, yeah. I I applaud him, you guys for coming together with this. I just the structure was, and I guess I would ask if that's even a possibility.
6: Mm-hmm. Tony's
1: li- Yeah. yeah. Uh, thank you,
6: Chair. Uh, regarding that conversation, I I actually was learned. I actually learned of this. Um, not strategy, but uh, conversation about putting uh, affordable housing project into the land bank, a project that's using tax credits. Mm -hmm. And there are several reasons why this never happens or is extremely rare. But the first one I think that we need to understand just from a practicality standpoint is a for-profit development or a nonprofit development, the developer fee, the goal, the land use restriction agreement, it's all the exact same. Um, and that's, so, that, so there's a lot of confusion there. Regarding a tax credit project specifically that involves a syndicator or a tax credit broker or tax credit investor, um, they would uh, never agree to not having any upside or the ability to re-syndicate a project at the end of the affordability period uh, without a damaging hit to the project a for-profit developer or a non-profit developer, in the case of East East Heights, somebody that's asked to sign $20 million personal guarantee, if you go into your projects like we do and you defer the maximum amount of developer fee, who would ever ever defer potentially all of their developer fee Mm -hmm. making $0 on developer fee, signing a $20 million personal guarantee without any upside? I think that the last thing that you know that I try to explain to people when this comes up and it com- and it 's come up more and more often is that permanent affordable housing, especially in the Midwest here in the flyover states, unless it's single family home ownership, it can have and oftentimes has a more damaging effect on the community in the neighborhood than a benefit to the community or neighborhood in absence of homeownership, like the great work tenants to homeowners does. I don't want to put words in tenants to homeowners' mouth. I believe that they would agree with what I'm saying here. The last, in, in terms of tax credit developments, which, by the way, is where the vast majority bang for the buck occurs on a national level, does not mend well with, hey, sign a $20 million personal guarantee. I sure hope that your numbers come in way lower than you benefited from. And if not, thanks for playing. You are now a nonprofit by default. Doesn't happen. Uh, the other very, very important piece to this is uh, what happens at the end of 30 years. What happens in, at 25 years? What happens in 20 years? These projects need to be renovated anyway, <laughs> right? And so that's when the re conversation takes place. Polar Lofts, I think everybody in this room knows about Polar Lofts, it's 12 years old. We're already talking about re-syndicating that project. Right, And you need the resources, I guess what I'm saying, to be able to re-syndicate these projects. From a practical standpoint, I'll also ask, does anybody in this room want polar lofts to be guaranteed to be affordable in the year 2075? We don't have a clue what Lawrence, Kansas is gonna look like in 2075, right? And so the the unintentional consequence that happens many times when tax credit projects are asked to do something like this is the developer walks away, the syndicator puts damaging limitations on a project, uh, or it doesn't get done, right? Right. Mm -hmm. Um, What I can't say, land bank aside, permanent affordability aside, as I can also speak to the right of first refusal or the rover in this situation. I also wanted to clarify, East Heights is not asking the city to buy the land. If that if that was somehow in an application or somebody misunderstood me, I just wanted to clarify that we are asking for money no different than any other project for profit or non for profit. We're not asking for you guys to buy the land. Okay? That is going to be a source of funds that go, that is one of about 20 million dollars worth of uses of funds. Understanding that sources of funds and uses of funds magic or balance on every single project, right? The right of first refusal though is a little bit different. And if the community, which again, the land bank that is not directly tied to Ahab and is not tied to the city, if a development was asked to give a right of first refusal to the land bank, I think that that would probably need to legally be figured out because those aren't related parties. But just for speaking purposes, let's say, hey, 30 years is not enough for affordability we want more than that or we want to write a right of first refusal at that point in time I think that a tax credit investor would be okay if they knew what the wording looked like giving a right of first refusal so long that it was to an unrelated party meaning unrelated to the limited partner or to the general partner and at that point mr. chair I did want to just clarify there's no guarantee that a right of first refusal would be won or even chose to be bidded on by this body thirty years from now. Right. You would just have it's just a right the option or another another way, and my suggestion would be in the event that the property is formally marketed, meaning that it's not gonna go to the limited partner or to the general partner, that you ask to be on an exclusion list, right? So that you would by fault, by default, have the right of first refusal. But that was just a suggestion again for-profit or Mm non-for-profit, going into a land bank on a tax credit development, very, very unlikely, as well as a right of first first refusal. Um, The right of first refusal would probably be doable. But just in full transparency, I don't really know what that gets you aside from the guarantee first look, if if that makes sense, in the event Mm -hmm. that (coughs) 30 years after the last syndication, the limited partner and the general partner don't choose to do something with it themselves, most likely re-syndication would be the option because if you're a tax credit developer such as myself and 30 years from now I decide that I'm going to take that project market rate, which by the way is really, really good for a lot of communities when that happens, but if I decided to do that, then guess what, I need not apply again at the Kansas Housing Resources Corporation because I lose so many points on my next application. If I take a project through what's called the qualified contract, that the application is essentially dead on arrival.
5: Okay, you said a whole bunch, um, and I've got several questions. Um, When you take a project like Polar, and let's say it needs renovation now, is the new project a tax credit project, and the other one gets paid off? Is it like refinancing?
6: Exactly. Okay. So, so we're in year 11 of the initial compliance period mark. Uh-huh. We signed up for an ex- what's called an extended use agreement, which is an additional 15 years, totaling 30 years. The polar lofts that needs, I think, $260,000 of tuck-pointing work, uh, and I should have probably applied to this body to help out with some of that. Um, that two hundred sixty, two hundred seventy thousand dollars 270000 of work. Well, I,
5: can, um, I can imagine.
6: It, 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 it adds up nonstop, right? Yeah. And so that project, fit four years from now, or at the end of 15 years, once that initial compliance period is over with, we will re syndicate or reapply for additional tax credits, not only to take, take care of the tuck pointing, the roof, HVAC systems, right. but these projects need to be renovated and they don't. They don't last 30 years. Will it still
5: have an affordability component in it then?
6: Not only will it still have an affordability component in it then, the affordability period will start over. So it'll be another 30. That's exactly right. So just because we
5: have a 30-year claim, the world has a 30-year claim to affordability, doesn't mean that it won't be affordable for longer. It just means it's, it's your call, not our call, number one, which... There's always a philosophical argument there. And to your point about small communities in, I can speak personally to small communities in Kansas that established these projects in the 70s, and they have tried to maintain them and have all kinds of rules, And and I do write some insurance on those kinds of properties. They are not in good condition and they are not, they're serving some very poor people. There's no question about that. But in terms of the project itself, um, they've got issues and they, they struggle. And of course, with insurance rates up,
6: it's awful. But anyway.
5: I'm done. I've got 100 more, but we don't have time for that.
6: You're, you're exactly right. And the last thing I'd say is specifically to rule Kansas affordability, where I've done probably as much, if not more, than anybody in the state. If you ask for more, that's perfectly fine. There needs to be money to be set aside to figure that problem out, right? right. And you're 30, 31, 32. And if that problem isn't figured out, but there's a string tied to it, there's a restriction, good luck on the syndicator, good luck on the bank getting it done.
1: Right. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks, Tony. Appreciate that input. Other questions? Comments? Anybody got a number in mind for those last two slots? <laughs> or the last, or this slot?
7: Why don't we come back to this one, take on the um, Burt Nash project?
1: Okay. All right. Anybody opposed to that? I'm good with that. Okay, let's go to Burt Nash. Be- I-,
5: I need a referee here be- because uh, what I'd like to do is be quiet about this one. Let you all fine. make determinations on that. I'd be most comfortable about that. So I will try to keep my mouth shut. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe i go, good luck, <laughs> Mark. Bathroom <laughs> break.
1: <laughs> all right um i like this project um obviously it serves some of the highest need uh people we have uh, with supportive housing um given the size of this project it's not a huge ask given the overall size um so i like i'd like to see us fund this you know close close to the high end of that close to their uh, maybe 400 or <laughs> 450 or something. You know, that's my gut feeling. I'd like to open it up for anybody else who wants to.
0: Well, uh, Phil Englehart, I, I wrote my comments out here, and, and I don't have any any problem with 400 or or whatever. But if the the general information that we've received at the presentations is correct, and that. the uh, Twelve million dollars is really the, the residential side of that is six million. Then, mm-hmm. if you divide twenty-four units in, into that, then you get two hundred and fifty k a unit. And I know these are all gross numbers, and they're all stupid and all like that. But two hundred and fifty k a unit, I think, is too much. You know, and and I think that they need to practice some, try to practice some cost containment. Uh, you know, I, so that if, now granted, there's not gonna be a lot of money next year and all like that, but it, it, to, to come back and, and ask for more money next year and attribute it to escalating construction costs or whatever it might be when you're already talking about 250K unit, um, I, I'm not, I, that doesn't set well with me. So, but I'm not, I'm not opposed to, to the median number or the full number or, or something like that, but I think there needs to be an understanding transmitted to the organization that, that it seems on the surface that these numbers are too high and that, that you ought to work towards, uh, to use your term, scaling. And I don't mean in terms of number of units, scaling in terms of, of whatever it takes to bring those units in at a lower number
1: said my piece yeah I I can appreciate that Uh, just one thing I would say about probably every unit that they make will be fully ADA accessible which is not the case for most apartment buildings and so that's going to be a little higher I'm not justifying 250 (laughs) but uh, they would have some additional expense with that I mean it just takes extra square feet uh, to do Other thoughts. All
4: right. This is. I think that this project should be funded at the ask. But I. I I do have had concerns in the past on some of the Burton Ash projects, um, and their budget control. Um. And so. I. But I. But I thought that this proposal was well done and one of the better ones they've done. So I feel that. Again, they're learning. They're learning a lot as they've gone down this path. So I I think this should be funded and I would put the full 450 down um, personally. But I don't see them getting any more funding for this project <laughs> next time. Okay. So that would be where I would be at at this point.
1: So what do we put in the box? <laughs>
10: I would also support full funding for this program or for this project in that it um, is providing some units that we aren't funding. Sorry, I'm looking through the numbers really quick just to make sure that I'm not incorrect. Oh. But it's it's um, units the type of unit that we build on the
1: market. <laughs> right. Yeah. Market
10: work. And for what our means? specific housing need in the uh, stabilization and supportive housing.
1: All right, so Lee, if we put 450 in there, where's that leave us on the rest? 380, basically. So that would uh, basically leave us at, well, 379s. the actual number that would be in the Flint Hills, for, available for East Heights, short of shifting some stuff around, which I'm suggesting we take a look at.
10: Am I incorrect in that the East Heights project is the only project that doesn't have the land secured?
1: I believe so. Okay.
10: I think that's something to look at as well. It feels very preliminary in timing. That's
4: also where my mindset was um, in having to to make a hard decision here. I I also think that East Heights proposal just wasn't quite as thorough and there were some discrepancies in there and we tried to work those out. Um, and there's a lot up in the air still, and I really appreciate what Tony said here. Um,
1: mm-hmm. Very insightful.
4: And and I and I still think we've got other projects that need the funds. So I, knowing we only have what 379 left, I I would recommend zeroing out on East Heights at this point and moving those funds to some of the other projects to get them closer mm-hmm. to their ask. And that that really is very hard for me to say. Um, and funds aren't unlimited here. But because the land isn't there yet, yeah, I think it makes it really. That's the only reason. It, it's yeah. it's still very very up in the air. With a really cool concept, that childcare piece in there, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's some of that.
10: Oh, uh, that was amazing to see. I would support moving those funds either into the Hope Project or into the Floret Hill project.
1: You got (laughs) a number to? I
10: don't
1: know.
4: I'll say uh, the number, Erica. Or okay. I'll, I would like. I would say go ahead and put the 300, 280 to 300, and then put the balance into floret Would be my recommendation. Yeah. And so hopefully the Hope project could get that duplex built mm-hmm. on that 300 based on the math some of you had done on that, and then just get the balance to floret it. To floor it. To get them up I a would little support bit. support that as well. All
0: right.
4: Because every. Yeah, I mean the other thing that can if somebody want to bring up it'd be adding more to the collaborative out of that that instead of
7: So, so I'm I'm a little unclear here. Uh, we, we have 379 remaining Are we talking about just moving the whole project up to 300,000 or are we talking about adding 300,000 making it 580? Making
10: it three making it 300,
1: making it 300. So, make, yeah, there you go, Leah.
10: And then whatever's left, adding to Florit Hill.
0: Can Can I ask a yeah. question? Wh- which of these two projects, the East Heights Family Housing Project and the, uh, the Florit Hill Project, do you think would be most likely to rise up out of the ground in the next 30 months.
10: What was the other one you said? The
0: the Floret Hill project. They already have the property which the city has given them through tenants uh, as opposed to the East Heights where they don't have control of, of the, but that, that notwithstanding, I mean, and, and I, I don't have any idea, but I do know from the conversations that I have in the community with people that there is a fraction of the community that wants to see houses on the ground now. You know, they read in the Journal World and the Lawrence Times about all of the issues that we have with housing. And I know, just in my limited experience, I know it takes a long time, but they want to see evidence now. not not two and a half three four years down the road they won't see it now. Mm-hmm. Do you think Florent Hill can survive on a million bucks I, I, don't, I don't have any uh, that's outside my expertise I know I have no idea. Well in a you
1: know if they're a million three let's just use that as a round number A million three on a thirty four million dollar project is doable three hundred thousand dollars on one percent on a thirty four million dollar project is something that's trimmable
4: well and find a good deal on your commercial property then yeah I mean there's there's a lot in the air with that commercial property
5: I think they got choices without us increasing their funding Um, Mm -hmm. I I'd like us to do something for the East Tides project. It, it may not happen. It may come back to us. But um, concept is wow. If you could in, if you could infill that site <laughs> mm-hmm. in 20 years, we'd we'd all be really happy about it. They're all good projects. So yeah, they are.
4: Mm-hmm are all good projects and we lost a good project we're not even yeah. having to consider here today. yeah which also right? Yeah. So, I mean yeah. this is this is um the other thing I'll say about Florida is we are west of Iowa
10: on that. and So let's not lose sight of that. <laughs> so. Which was a priority for the board, which yeah, was a priority.
0: It's but it's reflected in the scores.
10: Yeah, absolutely it yeah. is. <coughs> which is which is why I would advocate to to put that
4: money there. Yeah.
0: I'm sort of, I don't know. I'm I'm sort of with Mark in the sense that you know, if you got a thirty-four million dollar, I mean, what's giving them another three hundred and fifty thousand dollars really going to do to a thirty-four million do- dollar project? I, but since I since I I don't have any,
10: it's less time and energy going to find that three hundred and fifty <laughs> okay. thousand dollars. I got gotcha.
0: you. It is. <laughs> Yeah, I won't. I, ca- I can't comment. I don't know enough to, to say. So,
5: could you help me with our intent on west of Iowa, mm-hmm. e- encouraging that? Are we teaching those folks who live west of Iowa a lesson, or are we? No, <laughs> we're trying to distribute <laughs> oh, affordable. No. I've, I've been a trying smart to ass.
1: distribute affordable housing throughout the community. Okay. Okay, um, that's and if you look at where we have been able to do projects, it has almost all been east
5: of Iowa. Yeah,
10: that has also come at the direction of the city commission.
5: Yeah, I just if 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 we were if we were king or queen, and we were redeveloping our community without all these inferences, we would probably want to do more east of Iowa because you could argue that the quality of housing in those areas over time with the age in many cases needs redevelopment but yeah and that's why
1: that's why it's occurred over there primarily because of the existing housing stock and availability of lots yeah it's not that somebody's concentrated that's where opportunity when a lot in west lawrence is sixty thousand dollars and a lot in east lawrence is 30. yeah you know every, we're, we're looking for that three hundred thousand dollars try to make the moat you know the biggest mm-hmm. go of it and that's where you know this opportunity with east hill or east heights it's a redevelopment opportunity that's occurring on the older part of town so that's why why it's naturally occurred over there and that's just the fact it has naturally occurred there so what we've I said, we need to make, make, it more naturally occur on the other side as well and try to encourage that. And, and, highlight that again, when we went through the point system, it's, you know, it's five points or something, right? You know, it's not like it right. can, swings the pendulum swing. a long way. Great. It agreed. It's, yeah. it's, it's one component of, of 30 or 40 components. So, uh, all right, well, I would we either, uh, yeah,
9: could, I, I went Kind of chime in here, um, and I know that we have um, Tony Kirsch in the in the building, and I know that we've also zeroed out on his re- request um, asked for the um, East Heights. I would I would feel comfortable moving and recommending the medium recommendation for the new development and New Hampshire Street loss. My reason for that is that this came across to the PIRC as well, asking for tax incentives, um, and, and that the recommendation was to fully fund them there. But there were so many questions. Um, one was, is this a um, elderly or 65 and older, 55 and older, whatever that definition of, of elderly housing was. Um, what If that was the goal to place um, our elderly in care there, Um, there was also a push for there being some um, structure that allowed for playgrounds Um, and then there's also a parking structure that was uh, mentioned that there wouldn't be too much parking available or the amount of parking that would be available would not meet the the guests um, that they were taking into their space there's also a um a top of the building that was going to be utilized for um, some kind of social engagement I think is probably more for um, the people who were uh, living there to have an entertainment spot. Um, But maybe Monty could speak a little bit more on that since that was um, his influence um, in that conversation. But there was just to me not a very clear adaptation of of who um, we were serving in that space of the New Hampshire Street Lofts. How they were going to be able to uh space themselves in there with no parking uh, it was it was just a lot of more questions than answers to and i feel like um, tony has talked a lot maybe this is not the time to ask more questions i don't feel like there is but i would feel comfortable moving that medium recommendation to 150 and then pushing the, the housing stabilization collective to get the remainder
0: um oh, so,
4: Christine, I'm. This is Sarah. I'm confused by what you just requested. So, are you
10: saying
9: remove? So can you? New Hampshire. New take the zero, uh, zero out, New Hampshire
10: to 150.
9: No, no, not to zero it out. There's a medium. I'm looking at the older, um, but I'm not able to see the, the in real time. Sure. But the older medium recommendation was 150,000. Um, I would say that I feel comfortable recommending 150,000. Um, if we could push it to 200, that would be fine. But the remainder, we're still at the housing stabilization collaborative at is that it's full recommendation and that's my priority um i feel like they should be fully support, uh, supported i think i've said that um twice now so if we could uh talk a little bit about that new Hampshire street lofts new development uh, if we had any questions about that which i think there was lots of questions about that during our last meeting mm-hmm. uh, but to not fully fully fund them at three hundred thousand to scaffold that down to the 150 medium and then to place the 100,000, or I'm sorry, the math is a little wrong, maybe 75 to the Housing Stabilization Collaborative. Okay.
7: So, I'd, I'd, so I'd, I'd like to apologize, I'm gonna uh, I'm going to leave for about five minutes. But I will be back, so either we can immediately or we can wait until I return because of the quorum issue. But I've got to go right now, but I'll be back in five minutes. Okay,
1: we'll wait five minutes. We're going to continue on, but we won't vote for five minutes. Great, thank you. Okay. So, so so, sorry. Can I make a request? So,
4: because Christina just changed gears on us, which totally understand, and absolutely we need to talk about that. I think Mm -hmm. we were still in conversation about what to do with the three hundred fifty-nine thousand remaining. Right. So,
0: right. I'm not.
4: So I'm can not. we can we stay on that and then go back to because Christina's is basically asking to remove money from New Hampshire to move it to the collaborative. Right. Yeah. And and absolutely we can discuss that. But let's keep going with the
1: 359.
4: 359. Of where's that going? Yeah. Because I spill. Right. You guys said so you need I, to give yeah. something to East Heights. I. I don't
5: get not. to remain where it is. So. That's that's my recommendation. So, so let's on the East Heights project.
1: Yeah. Let's go back. Uh, Let's go back to 300 on East Heights. OK. <laughs> let's go back to that. Sorry. <laughs>
0: no, no, you're, you're
2: on. I apologize and on East were, Heights. or on. on, New on New Hampshire?
1: I'm sorry, New Hampshire. New Hampshire, New Hampshire. I'm sorry. I, I put that back in. OK, sorry. So let's talk about the 359. uh That we have. Right now you you've already moved. We, we've it moved it. Florida. We've moved it to Florida Hills, but I'm, I'm not. I'd like to suggest maybe that that becomes one point three and we move fifty nine of that to housing stabilization so Florette becomes one point three and the housing stabilization becomes whatever the five oh nine or whatever it is as a way to move that Then add fifty nine to the howbies and say, "This is what I might suggest." I'm not up for discussion. Understand? Uh, I'm not comfortable. One, part of that is me. I, I I get it. I would like, you know, I think it's okay if we, if we have strong feelings about moving more to housing stabilization. I'm not willing to take it out of New Hampshire at this point. Nor am I. I couldn't support that. New Hampshire is a project that's ready to go. It's going to be a great project on you know, in a great location, a highly sought-after location. Some, for some regular good. housing, let alone affordable. I think it's an important project.
5: I, I watched the meeting in October, um, for your discussion about. Some people had some questions about the parking and all that, and I think I heard in the presentation that, you know, our we have a we have an attitude about who the parents are of children, and well, many times are the grandparents, and. You know the world's world's different in a lot of ways, so I not have any problem with the parking and um, the rooftop thing. Um, again, I think it's I think it's kind of cool, and I don't think it's excessive. So, I think 300 in that project ought to happen. So realizing that that's
1: 600 for this project, based on a previous allocation. I understand. So that's you know we've healthily funded. Help fund this project.
5: Yes. Um, My my corporate memory is narrow. My memory is narrow.
1: (laughs) 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 So uh, that's that. I'd be. I mean, I'm just trying to uh, keep good. You know, I like. I like. I get it. There's some unknowns about that project. I don't think that's a reason to stop it to try to any thoughts on this does that get part of where you were trying to go christina
9: Hold on, there you go. So, um, I'm going to also apologize. I'm looking at two different screens. Oh. There was a 359,000 remainder we were talking about, and in my mind, <laughs> 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 we, we, uh, we already can't, we had already like almost zeroed out. So, I'm looking at our 2024 20, housing recommendations as it stands, but I'm also toggling between that and my, my cell phone to see the live inputs of numbers. So, where I was thinking is that we are almost to a, a zero balance, and I wanted to push towards having more uh, with the HSC. So that's my bad. Um, I'm looking at two different screens, so I can't see what's called. Um, But yes, I'm okay, and I feel comfortable uh, with our median recommendation for the hamster lofts, but if we're talking about having more money than I thought was available right now, totally continue what we're talking about, about pushing those um, and keeping that at the 300,000, or, not taking away from the, the, the street loss uh, as it were, um, because my mind was in a different space number wise. so I apologize for that.:
1: That's good. So right now we are at Burton Ash at 450, Flint Hills at zero, uh, East Heights, I'm sorry, at zero. Uh, New Hampshire at 300, Floret Hill at 1.3. HOPE at 300, Uh, ACCESSIBLE HOUSING PROGRAM at 75, THAT'S ALREADY ESTABLISHED, HOUSING STABILIZATION AT 509,000, AND NEW HORIZON AT 50, AND THAT ZEROES OUT OUR BALANCE.
9: THANK YOU FOR THAT CLARITY, THIS IS CHRISTINA GENTRY. Uh, I'M COMFORTABLE WITH THAT NUMBER.
0: ALL RIGHT, Uh, WE CLOSE well i i'm just just out of curiosity i don't know if you have the figures leah that you could do it quickly but the twenty twenty two awards how much of that went to the housing stabilization cooperative as as a percentage of the total awards how much w- was there in twenty twenty two that went to supportive services versus build and how does that compare to what we have here for 2023 if that hopefully that question makes sense it, it does in my mind
2: that does make sense this is leah Roslin, affordable housing administrator i'm pulling up the spreadsheet so give me just a moment please so in 2022, the Housing Stabilization Collaborative was awarded $300,000, um, and there was um, one, uh, a little over $1 million that was allocated that year.
0: So that's 30%, um, almost 30%. Okay.
2: But,
4: well, but you need the other projects as well, then.
1: No, she did. You divided by the total allocation, three hundred thousand divided by one point.
4: But Phil just asked about supportive services. Was nobody else doing supportive services oh, awarded? Oh, there were. There were.
1: There were because I the would say authority, uh, got, yeah, habitat, system repair, independence. Inc., yeah. those are all supportive.
0: That was your question. That was that was really yeah. my question. Yes. I mean, I'm just trying to understand what what's been done in the past and and what what's being proposed. Yeah, it was here. considerably more because we're yeah. at, if you look at just an independent Inc.
1: 50, 29, you're 30 percent versus this award would be around 16. It was 40 yeah.
5: percent.
0: So so last year we were at four, almost double, 40 percent plus, and this year you're at with. Independence, Inc., and the housing stabilization, and the emergency vouchers, and and all like that, you're at what percentage?
2: Leah Roseland, Affordable Housing Administrator. Um, Just to clarify, the Independence, Inc. is not a supportive service. That's um, accessibility modification. So it would be um, just housing stabilization collaborative and the Lawrence Douglas County Housing Authority.
0: Okay. I'm good with that definition, Leah. That's fine. As long as we're consistent year to year, I'm I'm all right with however you all want to define it
5: so 23 percent
0: last year yeah. 23 last last year did it right well I, I.
4: So, so i think phil this is sarah waters i think what you're getting at is just trying to make a bucket
0: here hey, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i can't live without definition i know okay
4: uh and so <laughs> i i think one of the things that also would have to be looked at if you're looking for a formulaic piece here is what the percentage of the proposals in related to what was supportive services versus what was right. actual yeah. building at h- housing or independent help, how, how we wanted to do that. And so, and this is by far the most projects we've ever seen since I've been on the board doing this. So yeah. of all
5: kinds, of, all, of kinds, all, kinds. all
0: kinds,
4: of all kinds. So I, did, I don't know that there's a, a bucket formula here, Phil, yeah. that is gonna easily well, this come gonna out from anything being pulled from the last couple of years, because there's more than one.
1: Yeah, and year. we're also in a pandemic.
4: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, there's <laughs> more there than was, one thing that would have to be looked were, at to make that data statistically relevant.
1: Yeah, there were really strong arguments okay. during the pandemic yeah. about keeping people housed. Mm-hmm. And- okay. yeah. I
0: won't waste any more time on that. Though. No, it's all right. It's really critical. Uh, going to put a bucket over your it. head, Phil. Yeah. Yeah.
4: <laughs> it's really critical, and it's it's it more complicated hard. often than just writing a quick formula. Yeah. Because
1: of all this. Stuff? Okay. So let's go then. back. Yeah, I'm ready. If we're ready for someone's ready to make a motion. Okay. <laughs> Leah, can you go back to the where we were uh, with the proposed allocations?
10: This is Erica Zimmerman, Lawrence Habitat. I move that we ex- accept the recommendations. Leah, do you want me to read them for the record? Or the recommendations that are on helpful. the screen? That would be helpful. Thank you. OK. Um, hold on just a second. Let me move this on my. Sorry, I should have been more prepared. I move that we recommend funding for Burt Nash Community Mental Health Center and their supportive and rehabilitative project at $450,000, Flint Hills Holdings, LLC, and their New Hampshire Street Lofts project at $300,000, Floret Hill and their Floret Hill project at $1.3 million, 9th Street Missionary Baptist Church and their Hope project at $300,000, Independence Inc. and their Accessible Housing Program project at $75,000, Douglas County and their Housing STABILIZATION COLLABORATIVE AT $509,000 AND LAWRENCE DOUGLAS COUNTY HOUSING AUTHORITY NEW HORIZON PROJECT AT $50,000.
1: THANK YOU FOR THAT MOTION. DO I HAVE A SECOND?
7: I SECOND THAT MOTION.
1: OKAY. ANY DISCUSSION ON THIS MOTION? ALL RIGHT. I WILL READ THE ROLL. SARAH WATERS. YES. Bill Engelhart. Yeah. Mark Bueller. Aye. Christina Gentry. Yes. Erica Zimmerman. Yes. Thomas Howe. Yes. Auntie Sokup approved. Motion passes seven zero. Congratulations. Thank you for your hard work wow. on that. Uh, the next on the agenda is the Calendar. I'm not going to read those, so I'm going to let you uh, review that yourself. We have Mr. Chair, things coming up.
7: I did, Mr. <laughs> Chair. I did not see a place on the calendar for new business or on the agenda, rather.
1: All right. Do you have new business? I,
7: I, I had some concerns after the prime uh, prime company's proposal. I've had a number of people reach out to me and ask about. Previous apartment complexes, which we have funded specifically uh, Union at the loop and Whether or not the promise of affordable housing for that project has come to fruition And whether there is a mechanism for us to follow up on the efficacy of our dollars my understanding is that or I was told rather that the um, uh, the vacancy rate at Union at the loop is Someplace uh, very high. I'm not going to quote a number there, but I was. It was indicated to me that it's extremely high, meaning that our dollars went to something which have not been productive. Uh, well, I don't think we have a mechanism in place for going back and talking about those those things. Shannon's got her hand up. Shannon.
1: Shannon's got her hand up there.
3: Make sure I um. So what I can tell you is we have had a large number of vouchers used at Union at the Loop. I do not have the dollars and or the numbers in front of me, but I can get you that. And I can tell you that our experience is that we've had a harder and harder time finding landlords to take vouchers. And quite frankly, the Union at the Loop has been something... Um, that has, has kept our voucher usage up. So I will provide Leah that that number of vouchers that we have being used out there, but um, I do believe if one measure that you might wanna consider is who takes vouchers, you know, everybody's supposed to, and um, where we can use our vouchers um, because 70 plus percentage of the people we assist are at or below 30% of area median income. So the very low income. Um, And quite frankly, we'd be in really big trouble without union at the loop right now.
2: This is Leah Roseland, affordable housing administrator. Just wanna clarify a couple of points. Um, To Thomas's earlier question about the mechanism for acquiring that information, that's why they submit quarterly reports. And as you'll see in quarter three report, they did report that they are um, serving a total of 117 households, and they have completed uh, construction on 248 units. If you look back into the mid-year reports, you'll see that they only requested the trust fund payment um, in quarter three, that enabled them to complete construction. So they very recently completed construction on all of those units and they are um, currently um, th- those units are being filled with occupants. And so in terms of the um, percentage occupancy rate, I'm happy to circle back and request that information. But I will say again to reiterate that we do know the total units they built, how many people they're serving with those units, and that we very they very recently completed construction so that they'll need some time to fill those units.
1: Okay. Thank you, Larry. Uh, Dana had her hand up.
3: Yes, thank you. Dana Ortiz, Family Promise of Lawrence. I also concur with Shannon. um, I don't know the number of households that are being served by Family Promise who have found permanent housing through Union at the Loop, but it's a large number, including a family who'd been in shelter for an extremely long time on Thursday last week, moved in over there into their own permanent housing. So we would be uh, in a world of hurt, if it wasn't for Union at the Loop and the number of units that they've taken families directly from Family Promise in.
1: Yeah. Good to know. Thank you. Thank you. And you know that's, you know, to say that other projects that are you know, completely full. You know, Polar Loft and and the other project down there on, I can't. I'm drawing a blank on the name. The one with the sunflower on the side. <laughs> Uh, whatever that, you know, those are all... Thin right, Street. In street in those are all basically fully, you know, occupied. So, you know, good things happening.
4: Yeah, and th- this is Sarah Waters. I drive by Union every day uh, a couple times to and from my home. And it it one of the things that's interesting to me, there's a lots of shopping carts from Walmart that are ending up down at their property because they're <laughs> close by. So people that don't have vehicles are from going to Walmart walking, and taking their cart Walmart. all the way home. Um, <laughs> and so, no, it's definitely... Sup- sup- uh, housing people that needed housing is, is how I see that every single day. Um, yeah. So not knowing their vacancy, but knowing they also were just completing construction yeah. from my own observation, so.
1: All right. Any, uh, anyone else on this topic? Yeah, Christine. Oh,
9: no. Not on this topic. <laughs>
1: oh, any yeah. other new business?
9: Yeah, hold on just a minute.
0: Oh. Okay. Sorry. I don't want to interrupt Christine. will let her do.
1: Ah, okay. It's not working. I'm sorry. Okay. While you work on that, I think Phil has his hand up here in the room. I'm going to let Phil talk. You get that working. You raise your hand there. Okay.
0: I, I wanted to, uh, I don't know if this goes on the calendar or new business, but I wanted to make a comment or make a point that, i think that the the full ahab but certainly the ahab subcommittee on the land development code needs to come back together you know this thing is is starting to pick up the pace a bit uh, and you know it's real detailed in the weeds type of stuff but it has a lot of implications for how the community may well evolve into the future and that uh, I think that Ahab needs to have I mean I go to all these things and I write all this stuff but most of it's just my personal opinion hopefully somewhat factually based but but I think there at some juncture Ahab needs to step in again with with a more formal another formal statement which requires that that the the committee understand what what is transpired. So I think that needs to come up here in the next few months uh, in some form or another.
1: Okay, so you suggesting that there's a subcommittee that would work on that statement and it would come to this body. We had one for the first uh, right. You know, so you're suggesting a similar process? Is that what I'm you, hearing? If that's all, if that's okay with people,
5: I mean, yeah,
1: I think that's I'd a like reasonable know, thing. I'd like I mean, to know
5: what we think. <laughs> I'm,
1: you know, I'm not in the weeds on that, but I know you are. Right. So we're going to rely on people that are kind of in the weeds to make, and if somebody sees something objectionable, they can obviously we can talk about it at this board. Okay. Is that?
0: Yeah, You're I mean, all, direction you need. Yeah, all all I want is just to to get it out there and, and and see if we can't reenergize that that particular thing so that right the larger group has an understanding of what's going on. And we'll look and see if we can get that
1: on the agenda. Yeah. For okay. December. Okay. Okay, that's fine. And or February. Okay. All right. Any other new business or anything for the good of the cause?
10: Did Christina give
1: you a Christina,
9: Christina. I Yeah, my phone's been hot for a minute with this um, Zoom, so it gave me a little issues, but it's similar to um, what was just proposed, that we kind of revisit some of these committees that we had talked about. Philip was absolutely right. There's some new business that we can attend to for the land code development. I also wanted to bring up, uh, Leah shared with both Erica and I, as we are part of the equity inclusion aspect, um, we're looking at some policy recommendations to consider, um, maybe talking more about that in December, would be a good opportunity for this group as it aligns with our uh, racial equity goal and, and our and our number five goals for strategies for AHAB. Um, so maybe just more discussion on that. Um, and I will share that link and, and sure, certainly I'm sure Leah will also share that link in our agenda for December. But just to look at that policy link and what's been done right um, in other spaces about tenant right to purchase. Um, So maybe discussion on that and then continue discussion in February and March as we try to shape that policy.
1: Okay, perfect. We will get that on the agenda as well. Anything else? (laughs) All right. With that, we are adjourned. Thank you, everyone, for your help. Uh, Today, making some tough decisions. Yeah. Yeah.
7: Thank was, you. Um, really effective. Good work, Mr. Chair, and Thanks. out early. Well done. Well done.
1: <laughs> Not much, but <laughs> a little. All right. Thank you.
2: Thank you.